Set your system's volume control for slightly above the normal listening level. Let's go. Second level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. You got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level. To the second level. A Gal Media property in partnership with Jacob Media, where we go beyond the box score. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's your host, Aton Shander. Oh, and we've been told there's a deadline. We've been told there's actually a time of day and a day itself, maybe that's the best place to start, to where if this thing isn't happening, and then it's not happening. And as we get closer to 5 o'clock Eastern time, I'm sure some things will come out, if not the actual signature of the players signing on to that 60-game season. But before we even hit 5 o'clock Eastern, And hopefully they'll get it done ahead of time. I don't know. Maybe they're trying to time it out with the evening news. Maybe they're trying to time it out so that they get the full-on benefit of all of the morning shows from Tony and Ron on the radio to the guys that yell and scream on your TV, wherever it may be, maximizing that time that everybody will at the very least start talking about baseball. I don't know how long it's going to last. One trade in the NFL or one big player who has concerns about not playing in this bubble in Orlando, and we immediately shift. I mean, the NBA returning to Orlando, and we immediately shift. So how many people right now, this is it, and we'll put this poll up, this ridiculous poll up, that if you've just been tuning into the show recently or if you've been following along for a while, you know these polls are more parody than anything else. But I am curious, and you can hit us up on a bunch of different platforms, 800-224-2004, at Shander Show. Ron Culver's here, of course, at ron 2 ends Culver. We're on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. And the question is simple, and we'll put it up on Twitter. Are you rooting for baseball to come back, or are you rooting for it to be put out of its misery this year? I mean, you really only have two options. Major League Baseball's owners have given the players two options. One or the other. Do you want this thing to come back? Are you actually rooting for this thing to come back? Or are you actually rooting for it to fail, blow up, and just get out of my way? Let me focus on Bubba Wallace. Let me focus on the PGA Tour when Tiger comes back and about a million other things. Maybe mowing your lawn for the first time in a month. I don't know. Something more important than baseball. to the second level presented by rocket mortgage by quicken loans from the o'reilly auto parts studios with way more than the scores here's Aton shander so i put that up at shander show and i have a couple of other things going on it's some big picture stuff happening here in atlantic city as we are from philly to ac and beyond of course but originating me and then the program itself then sent out via the good folks like ron culver in houston but major news regarding casinos that i'm sure will trickle down to other areas around the country where you have big buildings enclosed spaces but this poll is up 
And Jake Asman had me thinking, and it's not anything with Jake specifically, just people who have said what Jake did, as I have said as well, what Jake has in this morning. And I'm sure there are plenty of people out there that have echoed this throughout the last four to six weeks, which is baseball lost a major opportunity. Baseball has really left a sour taste in our mouths, and baseball, for better or worse, should be ashamed of themselves for not being able to put anything together. And the reason why I put up this poll is because I still believe that the majority of people out there feel that way about baseball, but I don't know how long of a lasting feeling that is once baseball returns. Meaning, right now, I think we all are in agreement, even those who cover it, those who love and live and die with this sport every year, that they can't get enough. And they still would love to see just a little bit of baseball, but they recognize the damage that has been done, especially from the PR standpoint of day-to-day fans to weekend warriors when it comes to this sport. Everybody, young fans that might be turned off because they know they get to see LeBron go at it in Orlando or they have some crazy futures bet on the Flyers to win the Stanley Cup. Now, what I wonder is how long of a feeling does that last once baseball's back? Are you, and I don't fault you for it because it's in our vision, but I'm not going to hold you accountable. This isn't like trying to extract blood on some contract that I could come back and say, all right, now give me your left arm or your firstborn. This is nothing that is binding by any means, but I do wonder when people say that baseball's left this sour taste in their mouth and baseball has just done some damage, irreparable at times, damage to me and other fans, is that going to carry on over into the sport, even if it's 60 games? For me, it will. And this isn't a judgmental statement. In fact, I may be in the wrong. I may be in the minority. For people to come back, especially if you have a platform, I'm not going to kill you for it, but I am curious how long that lasts when you blast out, like I and Jake and so many others, with a mic or not, that they've had it. They're sick and tired of it. And I almost feel compelled, like I have to punish myself and this sport for what's happened. I have to be the bigger person in this relationship. I have to man up or woman up or stand up, I guess is the correct term here, right? I have to stand up and be the better human being in this relationship. Otherwise, nothing's going to change. They'll continue to do stupid stuff like this in opportune times, drive this sport deeper into a hole. 60 games is nothing. It's meaningless. But they're trying to salvage something, and I don't necessarily think that they've earned it, at least from me. So I put that up at Shander Show, and you see what you think from that, and we'll get some updated results on this poll. Hopefully we'll get better results on this poll than that ridiculous Rotten Tomatoes thing. The Borgata? A bunch of casinos to follow are going to reopen. In fact, they're allowed, technically, to reopen July 2nd. And it looks like a lot of casinos up and down the Atlantic City boardwalk are set to open, including the Borgata, which is the number one casino from raking in money to just stars and ratings. Everybody is opening up with 25% capacity. 
And this is going to be a fantastic test test, uh, case study, I guess, test, whatever you have it, to where we'll see whether or not there's an increase in cases, whether or not there's a spike, if it's manageable, if something about 25% capacity and social distancing and mandatory mask wearing is something that can sustain. But this is huge because we've already seen the books from app to online adapt, be able to provide, if it's Korean baseball or eSports or when NASCAR was doing its e-racing, what have you, to now providing sports that are back, PGA Live, that's been killing it. Right down to pushing people like DraftKings and FanDuel initially did. They took fantasy members and pushed them to their sports book. You've seen this across the country now where any local casino to you or national book would then push their people to an online casino. Well, there's no sports, but you can play roulette. And rightfully so. Good for them. This is a huge step for not only local economy, and you could argue Atlantic City needs it a lot more than Vegas, even though Vegas was decimated by the lack of human beings inside casinos. It doesn't require as much to where the city might just stop moving. And Atlantic City, there was a fear that the city would just stop. Vegas, there were enough nuts stored for the winter to where they could withhold a couple of months of a storm. Now this push here in Atlantic City is going to be huge because we're also talking about while they're allowed to open up July 2nd, we're talking about this weekend capturing from the 2nd through the 6th. And you know July 4th is a major holiday now where you have the ability to do something that you haven't been able to in a long time, like take a trip from New York City where it's illegal to place a legal wager down to Atlantic City, quick, easy bus ride. It's not hard. Socially distanced maybe on that. You just drive down yourself. Maybe that's the move now. And you'll see a significant increase in gambling, in income, in sports betting for these casinos. Books will be open, and this is going to be a very difficult conversation if things spike because clearly there won't be enough control from it. There won't be enough ability for a casino, another major indoor venue, to truly control what's going on. Despite having 25%, you're just not going to be able to maintain that if, in fact, you see a spike in cases. If you don't, and you see a couple of cases, depending on the, I guess we would have to be fair here, and try to identify the age group of people that are either coming up positive or, for the most part, frequenting the casino, depending on when it may be. That and also looking at region. But if nothing is nuts, nothing goes up, then I think we have to have the conversation of football, both indoor domes and the NBA, if they want to open things up, they don't really gain anything in Orlando. NHL might, but it's really only one other city. So indoor arenas now become in play. 
And that's going to be a very interesting conversation if Major League Baseball is still harping on, well, we're not going to make as much money this year because we can't get fans into the stadium safely yet at the same time. And we'll hear from Dr. Fauci coming up. We tried to see if it would be worth waking up Tony for this bit. But to be honest with you, coming from his point of view, it's not. From our point of view, it is. But in reality, and he matters more than us, when it comes to waking somebody up where it's probably difficult to get sleep working those hours, I don't think that it justifies the return of investment from Tony's standpoint of waking him up and having him do a Fauci impersonation. So we'll give you a cut or two from the real Fauci coming up in six minutes. But before you look at baseball, the NFL, any other outdoor sport, this will be an interesting case study to see where, in fact, and if maybe we can start there, numbers start progressing. Because if you start to see an increase, then we know the obvious answer. If the other example happens where things start to pan out or don't even move at all, then baseball, if it comes back for 60 games, baseball is going to be under pressure to allow people in. 60 games is enough. Really. 60 games is enough right now to where you could justify having 25 to 50% capacity. Again, with the backdrop of casinos, 25% full have not led to any big outbreak. And baseball might, might be able to salvage. Now, they're rushing back. This whole thing is to rush back because it's out of control. They don't really have the ability to manage any type of delay from a PR standpoint. If they signed a deal today before 5 o'clock and turned around and said, well, we're in, we're locked in, both sides, the Players Association and the league have locked themselves into a deal. But here's the catch. We're not going to start until September. Week one of the NFL season is where we're going to hit our 60 games. We'll play in southern cities, warmer cities. You won't have to worry about the weather. But we're anticipating 75 to 90% capacity at that point. Is that better than rushing back and at least having 25%? NASCAR wants 40,000 in the seats in two weeks. 40K in the stands. Baseball's going to sit there and say, well, we gave you all a present. We gave you a gift by coming back. That should be enough. That should be enough. You should be looking at us as a gift horse and stay away from our mouth. Now, of course, looking around, we still have some sense of a saving of the season. But I wanted to make sure that we can put this poll out. And it's early, by all means, but 65% of, it's a low total because we just put it up about 10 minutes ago, but 65% say take the year off. 65%. I wonder if the majority of people right now posed with answering those two, that's it. Would you rather Major League Baseball end things and just come back at 450 and say, no agreement, no season, take the year off? Or are you truly anticipating, are you truly looking forward to the return of Major League Baseball so you can celebrate it? 
and you would rather it return before that 5 p.m. Eastern deadline. 800-224-2004. You can weigh in. Twitch.tv slash Shander Show. We'll hear from the good doc coming up next here on The Second Level. You're listening to The Second Level, presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, with way more than the scores, here's Aton Shander. The only thing is, you bubble the players, but when you're in an area where there's so much infection going on, you know, the players would have some kind of interaction with outside people. Somebody have to take care of them. People need to serve the meals and things like mm. that. I know that... There's a good degree of safety around that because I've heard of the plans and I've even publicly said that they sound like they're really good and well thought out and have been essentially planned to be implemented with a good degree of of care. But certainly you would rather have it in a place where there is not a lot of activity. Hopefully the Florida situation can get under control pretty quickly, but it certainly is concerning what is going on in Florida right now. The bubble, and that's 98.7 ESPN New York, the good Dr. Fauci on. The bubble is in play. Now, if I would ask the top three all-time bubble references, I would hope that at the very least, number three would be, number one would probably be Bubble Boy in Seinfeld. And I guess I could qualify the question by saying, the top three bubble references in a television show or movie, right? So just think of the top three in your mind. I would think that— Well, if you said Bubble Boy, you'd have to also do—I'd include Jake Gyllenhaal, Bubble Boy movie. I don't know that movie. Oh, see? Bubble Boy movie? You're just—yeah, you're you're just short-sighting yourself. You're not expanding your horizons. You know, I took a gamble on not seeing that movie, and, and hopefully my life played out. Do you think it would have changed drastically? It'd probably better it. You know, there are a lot of things that I, I've taken a gamble on that I've just said no to. Jake Gyllenhaal, Owen Wilson, Lizzo. You know, there are a lot of things that I just, I don't need anything. I, I don't gain anything from. It's like Tony coming on doing a Fauci impersonation there at, and waking up in order to do that out of his slumber. There's no return of any investment. Oh, no, there's return. For Tony? Of course. Why? He's waking up to do that. Now, Bubble Boy looks atrocious. This isn't anything at all that would be considered as viral as the Bubble Boy episode in Seinfeld or where I was going, which is Truman Show. No, there's a couple. uh, Well, we'll get to Truman Show in a second, but there's a couple of one-liners in that movie that you've probably heard people say. I don't know if you can attribute it to that movie, though, can you? You might. You might be able to. There's there are some there are some good poignant funny moments in that movie. I'm not gonna say the whole thing is a good body of work, but there are some good moments in that. So it does have and this is interesting, it does have Swoozy Kurtz, who is the mom yes. in Mike and Molly. Molly's mom in Mike and Molly, and she's really good in that show. Although everybody in that cast is exceptional. So Let's just put Bubble Boy aside for a second, all right? Just indulge. So, other other famous bubbles. Well, other famous bubble references in both 
TV and movie. You could go Biodome, but I think still Truman Show is probably going. Now, did I hear this what about correctly? The, uh, what about uh, the good witch Glenda from Wizard of Oz? Was she in a dome? No, she was in a bubble. Remember, that's how she traveled. She traveled by bubble. I think that that is definitely. A- okay, so if somebody came out and said the Bubble Boy reference from Seinfeld the Good Witch Glenda in the Wizard of Oz and the Truman Show. Are you okay with that top three? Well, it's not really, Truman Show is not really a bubble. That's a dome. Well, that's what I'm saying. So is Biodome. That's what I mean. Like yeah. the, the concept of a bubble. But did I hear this correctly? Has Asman never seen Truman Show? Uh, no. It was... Um, Are you sure? No, he did. He had seen that one because that was his Jim Carrey poll. It was, uh, he, had, he had just recently saw Dumb and Dumber. I think he says like two weeks ago he saw Dumb and Dumber. I, I don't I don't know what's going on over there, man. Well, he's a young kid. Yeah, but come on, these guys should be watching more television. You've seen and, his and list movies. of movies that he finally got around to watching, right? It's it's just not good though. I mean, no, no. Man, I'll, let me. I'll forward. No, this the is, movies are the fact that he's watching them. I meant, but the fact that this no, is taking so long. I, I'll let me. I'll find this list of movies that he put together. It was a list of movies that he put together that he finally watched over quarantine because when he was on furlough. And you would be amazed at the movies that he finally got around to watching. Yes. Yeah, so here's what I don't understand is we're from the same state and really the same region. He's from Long Island. I'm originally from the Bronx and then moved to southern Connecticut. So that whole area, New York City, ranges from North Jersey through southern Connecticut all the way out to the boroughs, including Long Island. And it's mind boggling. Some of these movies, do you have them? Do you have? Are there any gangster movies? Is anything like? I well, let me. It's going to take some fellas? time, okay? Because he put it on Twitter and he does tweet a lot, so it's going to take me a while to go back in the archives. That's fair, but I'm but just I saying. I will find it because this list will. You'll kind of look at this list and go, really? I mean, I, I remember from looking at the list. I know Pulp Fiction was on that list. Yeah, that that's... he just recently got around to seeing. Yes, ridiculous. That's, again, I feel like a lot of these movies, I'll, I hate to use the phrase rite of passage, but a lot of these movies are some that you kind of just, is Bronx Tale on there, you know, Goodfellas, stuff like that. That would probably be the most shocking because I feel like everybody He probably hasn't seen Bronx Tale. I hope he has seen, he's seen Goodfellas, but I'm going to venture out and say he probably hasn't seen Bronx Tale. Unbelievable. This is... I mean, mind-boggling. But again, I, I thought it was, I stand corrected, and sometimes we rip, and I want to make sure that I get it accurately, of course. He did not admit to not seeing the Truman Show, so I, I misunderstood that. But it came up earlier in the show, and it got me thinking now as you heard Fauci talking about the bubble. I think you're right. You have to mention The Wizard of Oz because that's an all-timer. I maintain it may not be number one, but the Bubble Boy episode in Seinfeld has to be in people's top three. So I think we've got two of three right now, right? Yes. <laughs> Is this something that we should put out on Twitter and see if we could get anybody? Oh, I would to... love to hear what some of their other references are. Well, that's what I mean. And I think Truman Show, Biodome, that would have to probably be top suggestions i don't know if it would take the lead but i am trying to think is there anything more abstract beyond the jake gyllenhaal bubble boy movie that we've missed because that one is pretty abstract i'm I'm almost positive there is yeah this is ridiculous the fact that 
we'd be able to identify the top three. But we'll see. I, I do think, though, that there is something to it where Bubble Boy and I didn't amazed that I forgot the Wizard of Oz. But still, we'll update you on that baseball poll. I'm curious where people are, and it's growing, becoming more and more a 50-50. But if you are, in fact, ready and wanting and hoping Major League Baseball is coming back, then I would think you'd vote yes. Just give me as much as you can. 60 games is fine. On the flip side, if you just want this thing to end, go ahead. We'll give you some more Fauci coming out of uh, the next break. Think about how to pose that question to you regarding the bubble reference in TV and cinema. And also a big day in NASCAR that we'll dive a little deeper into yesterday and see how long that is going to last on the second level. Dealing with the root of the issues, it's the second level, presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. Obviously, the sport that has the most contact, which in this case is football, is something you need to pay attention to and figure out how you can get players to play a season safe and in what particular circumstance. And that's really going to depend, in many respects, on the status of of the outbreak at the time that that season is being played. That's again, Dr. Fauci, who on 98.7 ESPN talking about the likelihood of sports and, and where we stand with the backdrop of cases increasing. And he's been saying a lot and the qualifiers have been there and remain there, which is based and all predicated on human behavior and how much things could get worse versus how easy it might be to curb. We saw on Sunday night, I think it was, or maybe yesterday, the reports that came from Florida where, although there were cases, they were dropping, percentages dropping, hospitalizations and discharges, numbers that you'd like to see from the first go down and the second to go up. Doesn't mean that they weren't still increasing from when everybody's home, but some of this might be short-lived, as we've seen in other parts of the world, where reopening leads to higher numbers, but that's not a long-term thing. You're not stuck in the house again for two and a half to three more months. And if we see a lower level of cases coming out from areas that were highly densely populated due to protests, and there isn't anything that would indicate a significant spike, then that's going to be used for positive reinforcement and ammunition to bring people back, bring people back to events. And it might be phrased as poorly as, well, if they can do it, we can do it. But it should be phrased from a scientific standpoint of that's a pretty good case study right there. Much like we talked about the casinos being an indoor environment where there's going to be a ton of circulation in the air. It's probably going to be colder then you think just to get things moving with the AC and the fans. And also, you know, you're going to have to be socially distanced from everything and everybody. 25% full capacity casino is going to do a lot to push people back into indoor and outdoor venues. If you have 
13 to 15 to 16,000 people all in huge groups outdoors with masks in tight quarters, but still outdoors. And that does not lead to any big numbers. Then yes, it's not like everybody got lucky. And I don't know how many people have gone thinking, well, I'm fine. I'm don't feel ill. I don't feel sick. I shouldn't get tested versus being tested. If you do have a cough that's new, or if you do feel a little off and you live in an area where you're being told numbers are going up, there's a big difference. But if we don't have any numbers going up as any result, that's going to be flipped and used for some sort of positive reinforcement, and rightfully so. If it could be done with 13, 15, 18,000 people outside in a smart and way in which you can communicate the methods and they can be followed, then it should be able to be done at a baseball park, an NFL stadium, even in an indoor place. And again, that goes back to the casinos, but an indoor place as well. I do believe that outside of Major League Baseball's issues and what they're handling, and who knows if we even get word on this show, we'll be off at 1 o'clock Eastern time, but who the hell knows anymore. One thing that every sport is going to have to deal with is, and it's not so much the optics of what's happening outside of the arena. Cases are spiking and hospital beds are short and discharges are dropping at a way too uncomfortable rate. And here we are playing baseball with 10,000 fans. I don't see that happening. Maybe it's just they play baseball with no fans. But the optics of that, which is brought up a ton aside, these arenas are insurance nightmares. And they have a lot covered in the policies that they take out. And maybe this is already broadly covered under act of God slash pandemic where every now and again you do find something like that in a clause, but that's not going to absolve anybody from both paying somebody out and, of course, the horrible look. I mean, think about it. Has there been any real contact tracing for people that have got sick or tested positive that we know to these big box stores or a big supermarket? Well, 15 of the 80 people who tested positive in fill-in-the-blank county in Florida were all at a Piggly Wiggly, the same Piggly Wiggly. Have we been able to determine that? I don't see anything specific along those lines in these reports at all. So one thing that these leagues are going to have to deal with, and they probably won't talk about it from a public standpoint because, again, that invites this conversation in the first place, is... The what if. What if at 25%, same thing the Borgata and plenty of other casinos in AC and Vegas and other areas of the country that are opening up. Same scenario to where if, in fact, you don't have coverage and you don't have the ability to handle any type of breakout, then it's going to look brutal. And fans are going to turn around and say, "I, I can't trust that. Uh Uh-uh. And that's going to have maybe long-term damage. It's like the, if you've lived in a city, it's like the restaurant that has the C or like the B-minus 
health rating. I don't know how often they do this in other cities, but New York, when I lived and worked in Manhattan, it was a big thing. Man, health inspector came by and your favorite spot got anything lower than an A, your stomach starts to turn, (laughs) right? You start to think, man, this is not good. And then, of course, it's a battle in your brain the next time you're hungry. So when I worked at Sirius, there is an amazing deli that's a couple of spots next door and a pizza place that's actually not that bad right next door. And you know that the health inspector is coming and you just cross your fingers that they get the A. Because if they don't, then you really have to make a tough decision every time you sneak out to grab a bite to eat, knowing that it's basically a judgment call. Are you going to risk it? A place where you're being told with a letter on the door, maybe you should think twice. Or are you just going to try and skate by? Well, it's just this one time. How bad can it be? Two slices of pizza can't get me that sick. Go ahead. It's amazing. Best pizza that you can find in Times Square. Go ahead. Load it up. And then what happens is they get that letter. It's a B. God forbid anything worse, right? And a month later when they come back, or maybe it's three weeks later, and they bring them back and they go through everything, and it's back up to an A. And you feel so much better about it, right? So much better about getting to that restaurant because now you know. I don't know if anybody, including Dr. Fauci, because he won't, and rightfully so, anybody in the medical community won't, make some sort of definitive statement because we don't have enough We need to wait. We need to see. August, I imagine, is going to be the first week or two in August is my prediction on what we're actually going to be talking fans in the stadiums. Legit when it comes to the NFL, college football, and other parts of indoor sports and even some bigger outdoor arenas. That's going to be here. Get me on Twitter, twitch.tv slash Shander Show as well. And I am going to get a second here. Hour. But we should talk now about what's happened with the reaction to Bubba Wallace, NASCAR, and how it's a very significant first step. And I don't think people realized that just taking down the Confederate flag and just by announcing and banning that and other practices and having weeding out drivers like that one idiot who said, that's it, I'm gone. We also have this story that just came out where police in Sonoma, California, say a makeshift noose was found hanging from a tree at the raceway over the weekend. This was made a day before the noose was found in the garage of Bubba Wallace Sunday at the Talladega in Alabama. So no arrests have been made, just to update you on either. There is a major investigation. I know the FBI is involved. And I do think that you can look at NASCAR's reaction, the incredible support that Bubba Wallace received, rightfully so, and credit that, and stand up and say thank you for that, 
and recognize that they did something right and something positive, but also understand that this sport now has become some sort of makeshift battleground for holding on to the ability to put a noose or Confederate flag up and ideals that surround it. It's absurd, but it's also very believable. Shocked is not a term that I would use personally. Sad, disappointed, upset, angry, yes. We are at a point, though, where NASCAR has now taken upon itself, and rightfully so, to add more weight of responsibility to make a statement. And now that statement has to be followed up by more than just arresting one person and banning that one person. There needs to be a legit focus on its base to accept change that's happening inside the sport. And that's going to be met by resistance. But this will be an interesting play here because NASCAR might be losing a lot of its paid base. NASCAR might be turning people off at the expense of trying to do what is, at least by me, and I think a bunch of other people, perceived as the morally right thing, just thing to do, and that's basically stand up for civil and human treatment towards its drivers and plenty of other people around this country. Now, how far and how deep it gets backed will be on NASCAR, its drivers who were behind and pushing the car of Bubba Wallace. It's not on Bubba Wallace. It's not on Bubba Wallace to turn around to the base of NASCAR that's resisting this change and fight for the change. It's on the guys who push that car. That's the symbol. That's the metaphor is if you want to really push this guy's car and you want to support and surround him, then now it's on you to continue to address the base, the base that refutes and resists. At Shander Show, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. Update you on this poll that we put out. Would you rather see Major League Baseball? It's still early. Would you rather see baseball die or live this year? It's basically what it is. 57.5% of the people say just take the year off. All right, we've located this list. I'm curious as far as how absurd this furlough list of movies is when it comes to Jake Asman taking some time off. You know that we could not let this go. We'll do that before we wrap the hour next on the second level. You're listening to The Second Level, presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, with way more than the scores, here's Aton Shander. All right, so let's look at this, because it's, it's pretty staggering. And let's also examine how many movies you and I collectively haven't seen for Jake's movies. I guess this is the furlough movies. Now, let's start at the top. 1917, I have not seen. Yeah, I have not seen that one yet either. I don't plan really on seeing it. I do at some point. It's just I can't get to a theater anytime soon. Well, I'm sure I can get you a torrent if you need it. Just let me know. All right. Ford versus Ferrari. I I don't have any interest. I won't see it. Yeah, that's another one I haven't seen. Will you see it? Probably. Okay. Hot Rod. Hot Rod's another one I have not seen. What is Hot Rod? I have no idea. Sounds like one of those movies, but I don't think it's one of those movies. 
yeah, I'm not watching any of these movies so far. So he's three for three on movies that are acceptable to be on this list because yeah. both of us have seen and I, I, But I think they're new. Well, they are newer. Correct. They are very. Correct. So it's okay. If you haven't gotten around, you know, absolutely. haven't seen them yet, that's fine. Now it gets into shady territory. Old school. This is absurd. Old school. <laughs> old school is probably one of the most iconic. It's it's a top ten comedy of all time. Yeah, agree. It's it's so new. I mean, everybody from you got full on over the top, probably too much. Will Ferrell, which is who he is. You have the best Vince Vaughn performance, and you have an amazing straight guy performance in Wilson. I mean, it's and, really uh, a high school Elijah Cuthbert. Correct. Well, there are, yes, there are other elements. I mean, she's of not that. really in high school, but you know, you know Correct. what I mean. Correct. I do. No, I mean the it has one of the funniest scenes when they're uh, getting ready to drop the brick. <laughs> oh my goodness! I mean, that, you could just go on and on. All right, so just that, that's fine. Goodwill Hunting again, major violation. Yeah, no, is, you need to have seen that one, Jake. It's Will Damon or Will Damon? It's Matt uh, Damon. Matt Damon, right? Bull Durham. Now, as much as I think it's a little overrated, it's still must watch. Like you have to. You, watch you it. had to have seen it once in your life. Kingpin again. How can you say you're a fan yeah. of Bill Murray? Not watch it. Something about Mary is iconic, right? Yeah. Pineapple Express, here's the harsh reality. If you've ever dabbled in smoke, and I don't mean cigarettes, then yeah. that's like a, a right of passage. That's a must-see. Now, this is the most absurd one of them all. <laughs> How is he never seen coming to America? What am I missing, Ron? Uh, I don't know. There's there more on lot this of, list that are Plenty more. Plenty more. Set your system's volume control for slightly above the normal listening level. Let's go. Second level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. You got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level. To the second level. A Gal Media property in partnership with Jacob Media, where we go beyond the box score. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's your host, Aton Shander. So we're busy this hour. We've got our weekly chat 35 minutes from now with John McMullen. Kind of bi-weekly, actually, as he joins us each and every Tuesday and Thursday, our NFL insider, courtesy of Jacob Media and Fake News with Ron Culver, a segment we do 1225 p.m. Eastern each and every day. Ron throws three stories out. One of them is real. The other two are fake, and it's on me to pick it out and usually make a fool of myself. But I don't think at any point... Have I truly damaged it to to where credibility has been ruined? And I feel like if Asman has not got through at least 75% of these movies, then he's teetering on that Rotten Tomatoes list where you can no longer at any point rely on Rotten Tomatoes for anything insightful. Now, maybe, just maybe... We will get word from Major League Baseball today. I wouldn't bet on it that it comes out before our show goes off the air in 53 minutes. Mentioned casinos opening up for the July 4th weekend and the backdrop of fans now coming back in the stands. And right when you think NASCAR might have it correct, right when you think NASCAR might be moving in the proper direction, it's derailed. Not once, but two times over 
as we had an amazing positive gathering and reaction by drivers and people on social media, fans alike, but still hovering over that, the noose that was found in Bubba Wallace's garage on Sunday, and before that, police in Sonoma, California, found a makeshift noose hanging from a tree at that raceway in Sonoma. So just when you think there's time to celebrate and pat each other on the back for looking at NASCAR and thinking, wow, you're making some progress. There's a lot of work. And it's just step one. And if you look at it just as step one and you stop expecting sports to be this prime catalyst, you're going to be disappointed far, far less. I promise you that. It's the second level. Kane is in the building there. You're listening to The Second Level, presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, with way more than the scores, here's Aton Shander. Where we are right now is NASCAR is realizing that a statement and a banning of a flag is a very, very infant step right now in a long trek on trying to remove itself from stereotypes that hover over the sport to actually making real legit change within its fan base. We've had Dr. Fauci going back and forth on the level in which it's not changing anything long-term, but you still have a reminder, and that's probably the key thing here, is the reminder that... If, in fact, human behavior changes and we're more aware of social distancing, wearing a mask, wearing the right mask, wearing the right mask properly, things along those lines, then there's no reason to think that sports will be canceled. And they keep using those terms, right? Canceled. But sports itself have a lot specifically riding on these numbers and how fast things can return. The NBA saw two guys and one for personal reasons, the other for economic reasons. We're at a point in the NBA season where this is playoffs, eight regular season games for seeding. That's nothing. But this is all about a championship. And this championship won't have any asterisk next to it as much as people will try and downplay and water down LeBron winning another ring. Well, okay, Actually, it would make it more impressive taking this time off, coming back and getting everything reset and knowing that the Western Conference is not a cakewalk by any means to go through the playoffs. But LeBron's legacy and image aside, just looking at this season, while there will be a couple of players who will turn around and make a business decision or make a personal decision based on their family or simply make a PR decision, based on where we are in the country, what needs to happen. There isn't going to be anybody who has a lot riding personally from a legacy standpoint on it. Dwight Howard wins another ring. He's winning a ring as a backup reserve player for the Lakers. LeBron James is not going to sit out. James Harden, not going to sit out. Kawhi Leonard, not going to sit out. It's going to take COVID. Hopefully not in this bubble scenario 
for that to happen. I, I don't anticipate you see a huge name turn around for any reason. Even somebody who, as we saw with uh, Bertans, right, turn around and, and use that as an excuse to not play. I don't care if you're going into free agency and you want to make this a business decision or you're looking at it from a realistic, I don't want to get sick, or the people I live with, somebody there doesn't want to get sick. Even though you're in a bubble, you don't trust it. Anything that might be a small to large factor in your decision-making, it's not going to be an impact player. It's not. The NBA is moving on. If they had some sort of major concern, valid concern, that a true top five, top six impact player on a team, mind you, that has a shot, would say no, then there would be more discussion. And there would not be as big of a public agreement on both sides that this thing's in full motion. The Raptors put out a statement, what, yesterday or two days ago, that they're heading down to Florida. Things are moving on as expected. The accommodations, a little bit of a different story. But where we are from a return to normalcy standpoint in the NBA, this thing is going to move. There'll be some differences, some small little changes that you won't have in a typical best of seven. But much like we'll see in the NHL, these sports return to us as they left us with a small little tweak here or there. And while we can look, I guess, at the overall conditions of the hotel, not that that's going to be a huge difference. You are going to look at guys who are going to try to find any way possible to stay sane. And I don't know how that factors in on how you bet or how you look at any DFS tournaments once these return, but it probably should. Be somebody going crazy, stir crazy in their hotel room, stuck eating the same stuff, watching the same stuff over and over, then you're probably going to have one or two extreme examples of response one will be that they'll turn into a shell of themselves i don't think Kawhi leonard for example he's the first guy that came to mind <laughs> like i could see Kawhi leonard just sitting staring into the wall waiting four hours before he can go down he's allowed to go down to the arena and watch the game before his and he's just star- his roommate and you know they can't have the same room so it's the adjoining rooms Blasting music, watching maybe a movie or something on the PlayStation. And there's Kawhi just sitting there in silence. It's week three in the bubble. The guy in the other room is going nuts. Lou Williams, I, I don't know, Landry Shamit, nuts. And here's Kawhi just quiet. He doesn't even have headphones on. Kawhi's just staring into the wall like, ready to go. Okay, whenever they call my name, I'm ready. I can't see him going stir-crazy. It probably would aid and help any type of mindset that he normally gets into in order to be one of the best basketball players on the planet. LeBron feels like he'd have a lot of stuff around him, a lot of things, gadgets, games, movies, things to watch. But I wonder how many of these movies that Asman has refused to watch in his life would make a list of of must-watch movies for the people that would be sequestered. It's not just players. It's anybody that's in this bubble. 
For example, we gave you the top three, 1917 Ford versus Ferrari hot rod. I don't think anybody's looking at those three as must watch, man. I need a grab. Found out that Hot Rod is a 2007 movie starring Andy Samberg. Yeah, I stand corrected. Yeah. Well, no, I am. I, I stand by my statement, I should say. Now, old school, let's look at these in chunks. Old school, Goodwill Hunting, Bull Durham, and Kingpin. Are there any must grabs for the typical NBA player in that? Probably not, I would think. Maybe old school. If you're sequestered in a month now for the same hotel, depending on maybe if you win in advance. Coming to America, Pineapple Express, those two. Me, myself, and Irene, Reservoir Dogs, and Glorious Bastards. Now, I haven't seen the Quentin Tarantino one, the last one. I, Reservoir Dogs. Everybody that's, that's a lo- classic. It is, and, and I admit to that. Me, Myself, and Irene is a very underrated Jim Carrey movie. Yeah, but if you were to miss it, is it, is it as de- it's not as devastating as, say, old school. No, I, I feel like there are three tiers to this list, right? right. Tier one is shame on you, Jake Asman, and anybody <laughs> else who hasn't seen this. Tier two is what you're saying now, which is that's bad, but it's not a tier one miss. And then tier three is, well, I haven't seen it, so I can't judge you. Right. Uh, 1917. I haven't seen it either, so. Absolutely. That's a tier three movie. Now, The Pianist, Meet the Parents, Office Space, and The Matrix. I mean, what is going on uh, at the, the Asman household? The Matrix? The, the Pianist, I can I can excuse that That's one. tier I three. I haven't seen it. Everything else is tier one. Meet the yeah. Parents, Office Space, and The Matrix is tier one. Yeah, definitely. All right. Silver Linings Playbook, Fight Club, Saving Private Ryan, Along Came Polly. I think... Silver linings, everything except Fight Club, I think, is Tier 1. Now, Fight Club, I would say is fight, fight Club is Tier 1. Here's why Saving Maybe Private... Saving Private Ryan, I think the beginning to Saving Private Ryan has to be Tier 1. Yes, but at the same time, I feel like it's enough to where... Look, I, I don't want to fault somebody for not wanting to see an hour's worth of right. some of the most difficult things you'll see on screen. I mean, it's really rough. Yeah, you're especially not, that first, what, half hour, 45 minutes? It's basically an hour, man. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, taking you, the beach takes about an hour. You can't – yeah, yeah that's, that's a tough watch. So if you want to push off that and say, all right, you know, maybe I'll, I'll get to it. I, I'm okay there. Along came Polly, Silver Linings, those are tier two. Pulp Fiction, Dumb and Dumber, Wedding Singer. I, I'm going to imagine – I would say what for me, Wedding Singer – well, no, Wedding Singer, okay – Let's look at the obvious ones. Pulp Fiction and Dumb and Dumber are Tier 1. Yeah. Where, where do you stand on Wedding Singer? Wedding Singer is Tier 1. Okay. I, I, I Come on. I mean, this, this is fine with me. This is back when Adam Sandler was Adam Sandler. No, that, that's totally now, okay. I, I, will, I will admit this, and I don't care who wants to fight me on it. I don't mind Adam Sandler movies now. Like, I, I'll watch Grown Ups. I'll watch Blended. They're relaxing. I can just I I don't have to think too hard when I watch it's it. It's kind of bland. I'm, but I'm, I, yeah, I'm not grabbing. I'm not getting that character anymore that we used to get all the time when we had you know a movie like The Wedding Singer or Waterboy or Happy Gilmore. I feel like those, you know, Wedding Singer was probably starting that transition of like ah, you know what? I don't have to do these goofy comedies and make these outlandish characters. I can just do a rom com. It was a good movie. I agree. But the music, I like. I love Move, the idea. Music of, is insane. The the music is insane. I love the idea of a wedding singer uh, just singing eighties icon music. I don't know why. Now that's the 
same movie as the guy who's cursing, who's dropping the subtle curses at the wedding, right? Or is that uh, is that old school? That was that old school. I don't. I think I think that was that was in Wedding Singer. Was I it? also okay. feel that that guy was in. Um, he was uh, in a hangover. couple. Of, yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Maybe that's it. Okay, so let's move on. I love you, man. Tier, Tier two. two. Yeah. Ah. Uh, I feel like you I, should yes, see yeah. it. It's if you're. I mean, Paul Rudd is is a fantastic actor, but I just don't think. But you I can't fault someone if they missed it because it's so. It's it's such an under the radar movie. No, not many people probably know about it. That's fair. Big is tier one. I mean, that's, yeah, you got to have seen that one. Come that's on now. Shameful that he hasn't watched. He should have seen that one as a kid. Who didn't want that piano? Mm, nobody. Nobody who, did who not didn't want, want that. that. Who didn't want that job? Everybody wanted to be at <laughs> F.E.O. Schwartz and run up and down. You're right. Wet Hot American Summer, that's tier three for me. No, that's a tier two. Yeah, you, you Check it out. You, you're going to enjoy it. Dewey Cox story. I mean, for me, it's tier three, but I imagine yeah. it's it's probably going to be. Oh, no, no, I'm, okay? I'm with you on that one. I, it's, tier three. I mean, it's one of those. What is, that's uh, with um, John C. Riley. John right? C. Riley. Yeah. yeah, that's. It's kind of like him trying to be Will Ferrell and do an Anchorman yes. story, but he's not as funny as Will Ferrell. I would agree. The girl next door. Tier. It kind of teeters on two and three. Yeah, but uh, watch it. It is a good movie. No, I, I mean, just you know, she's te- hot. The town has Ben Affleck in it, so it's tier three for me. But at the same time, I <laughs> come on now. Uh, you can't just snub you. What, where'd you put Goodwill Hunting? Well, I I put that as tier one simply because of Robin Williams and Matt Damon. And yeah, I, I kinda you're, you're just, just kind of skipping over Ben. Yeah, but Casey Affleck is better than Ben Affleck in that movie. Mm. Okay. Mm. Casey Affleck's a really underrated actor. No, he is. He is. I like him. All right, but I'll put The Town as tier two because I recognize it's it's a good movie for a lot of people. Is that fair? Yes. All right, so there are a lot of movies on here that are, are just astound me that this man, young man, has not seen them. And well, was... no, he now has seen them. Good. Hopefully. I these are say... the movies that he watched when uh, during quarantine. Jeez. When he wasn't able to go anywhere. So these are the ones that he watched. He has seen all these movies finally. Unbelievable. All right, good stuff. We'll hit fake news coming up next with Ron, then John McMullen, our NFL insider, all here on the second level. So can I ask you a question? Fake news with Ron. With all the fake news out there. Don't believe those lies. It's on Shander to give it to you straight. Three stories, but only one is fake. It's true. I know it's a weird thought, but it's true. Can Shander spot the fraud? Here's Ron Culver. Oh, you're hot. I remember well, we, we were talking. Jinx. We were talking in the middle of it, so well, I know. The I, I know what the imaging says, but I we were talking in the middle of it, and I got confused. Okay. Yeah, this is what yeah. you do to me every break. What break? I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't even know how we got here. Oh my goodness. There's probably some intern right next to you thinking, how the hell did this guy get no, it? No, it's a, a potential hire. We're seeing how he does on the board. Oh, I've, nice. had, I've had him running the show all all, uh, all game long, all that's day long. Awesome. That's why it sounds like people are listening. Well, that's why it sounds like butter. I mean, exactly he, he's right. actually caring. Well, I'm very, I'm very yeah. appreciative of both of you. Well, uh, yeah. That's kind of you to say about me, but I know it's not true. 
Well, I have to be appreciative of you at least until you're done carrying this segment, right? I guess so. All right, should we get on with it then? Please. A Soho club called NSFW. Not safe for work. New Society for Wellness. Got it. Is navigating how to get down and dirty while staying squeaky clean and coronavirus free. So what am I missing here? Whether or not that's a club. Oh, so does the club actually exist? Yeah. That's the news of that club is that they're trying to figure out how to get down and dirty. Is this a swingers club or? Yes. Okay. Okay. That's why it's news. Now, why couldn't you just say that? Why did I? Well, I'm trying to keep it PG. You're bringing up a story about a swingers club, and you're and not say saying and not saying any bad words. Do you realize that? But it's a it's a you need to walk me through stuff. It's it's a yeah I know I'm sorry about that. It is a club that uh, that that highlights a particular activity amongst uh, groups. Okay. And New York City, remember New York City? We talked about how New York City health officials came out and said, "Hey, get, get kinky, folks." Yes. Okay. So. so this is one of those clubs in New York City in Soho that is trying to figure out a way to get kinky. Me. Yeah, yeah. With while keeping it safe and clean. Well, you're not going to be able to maintain anything if you're just doing random stuff with strangers. But I imagine that I mean, really what you could do is just secure a bunch of tests, right? Could a club do that? Secure, well, or do like, you take uh, temperature checks before everyone gets in? Yeah, but that doesn't show up if you're asymptomatic. And we know that the overwhelming majority of people who have this are asymptomatic. So it, it weeds out obvious people. But, you know, you can walk in there asymptomatic and be fine. Hmm. This is an interesting conundrum, one that I would think you would have to actually secure COVID tests. I mean, if you are, let's look at this, where prostitution is legal in certain parts of this country, correct? Yes. So if there's an area that we're talking specifically where that's legal, and you are somebody who, as a sex worker, has a bunch of clientele, and you've secured 100 COVID tests, like Elaine secured the sponges, right? Don't you think that creates a safe environment? You're testing yourself, but you're also testing anybody who comes through the door. I think you'd have to apply that in a little larger scale for this club. This is my reasoning here, my line of thinking. All right, let's get to story two. Story number two. A constipated man thought it would be best to stick a live eel up his bum, which promptly got stuck Uh, and and had to have it surgically removed. Was this as far as some sort of... Did some politician say that that's a way to fight COVID or something? Probably. Oh as much goodness. as uh, drinking Windex will cure all. What is going on? So do we have any real reason as far as why he did this? Was it a prank? Um, no, it wasn't a prank. He was he, just constipated? He was severely constipated, thought that this would be the best way to get out of it. Uh, grabbed a 16-inch eel. Figured the eel would have a good time and that he would be able to get rid of it later, but unfortunately, the what's eel, his condition? Well, he was he was critical. The eel passed away in its stomach, in his stomach. I, I just I can't even think about this. Yeah, First, it traveled it traveled up that far. Can you imagine? No, traveling up you that far. 
No, like, I I'm can't sure imagine. you felt it, right? Well, that's the thing. I can't imagine getting even close to. I can't imagine even holding on to an eel, let alone putting it anywhere near or inside my body. I can't even imagine grabbing an eel. That's been the biggest problem. All right, I need to move on. What's the third story? Oh, getting shivers off that. Uh, story number three, to coincide with the release of a new Samsung 3D television this holiday season, Samsung will be partnering with Doritos in a joint 3D advertising campaign. So expect that, I guess, to hit sometime around, what, Black Friday? Probably a few weeks before Black Friday. Is it just a natural connection that if you're getting a 3D TV, you're going to be bagging a lot of 3D Doritos? Well, both have been discontinued. Oh, I did not realize the 3D. You didn't. You, I didn't you don't. Either. You don't swim in those circles. Is that what you're saying? Do you? Did you? No, have to I don't find swim. It? I don't swim in 3D circles. 3D. I didn't realize. Yeah, 3D television was discontinued, and Doritos 3D, those 3D puff things, whatever, were also discontinued. I'm more interested as why the 3D puffs were discontinued. I know they were pretty good. Right. I, those were actually good. That's pretty shocking that they would remove those i can't imagine that they were any type of health hazard more so than a regular dorito maybe, maybe the extra air popular. yeah <laughs> the, the extra air that that which contained the uh, dust was probably unhealthy for you i don't people know people were choking on the dust because it got caught up in yeah. the air hole okay they didn't have an eel to fish it out i i just i can't say i i hope that story's true because i'm not even gonna go back to that eel story it's given me just Stomach issues. Well, remember, not to put any pressure on you, but, you know, you will be going head-to-head later on in about a few minutes. With McMullen. Yeah. So sometimes uh, you guys agree. Most times you don't. Story one, you have to think that at some point that's going to be a reality. But I do feel like maybe you saw something similar. I'm going to say the last story is fake. All right? Let's lock that in. We'll come back. The Samsung TV, the new uh, 3D Samsung TV coming out, partnering up with Doritos. Yeah, I want number two to be fake so bad, so we don't have to go back to it. But we're going to have to. We got to, you know. But I feel John like it's needs to know. Real. John needs to know everything. He does. I might even take my headphones off when you explain it again. I say story three is fake. The 3D and 3D. All right, let's lock it in. Yep. We'll hear what John McMullen has to say. His answer. Coming up next, at J.F. McMullen, our NFL insider. We'll talk a little bit about the NFL and plans moving forward, especially with Dr. Fauci's comments hovering like a cloud in the backdrop. Dealing with the root of the issues, it's The Second Level, presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. Each and every Tuesday, Thursday at this time, we're joined by our NFL insider, courtesy of Jacob Media, that's John McMullen. At JF McMullen, you can find him multiple places beyond here and on his YouTube page and Tony Bruno show. SI, Eagles, Maven, and Philly Voice, of course. John, we've got three stories. You know the drill. Ron Culver is going to reset them all for you. I chose number three, mainly because number one felt almost too good to be true, so therefore it is. 
And number two was so heinous that I couldn't, I didn't want to think about it. I just wanted to move on. So I give you that. (laughs) Clouding my thinking. I got it. All right. Story number one, a Soho club called NSFW, which stands for New Society for Wellness. And uh, before we get too far into it, John, it's one of those clubs. A swingers club. A, a, a swing. I don't know if it's a swing. Well, yeah, I guess it's a swingers club if you look at it that way. Look, uh, it's not just for monogamous couples. No, it's not for okay. monogamous couples. But it, it's also for single people. They can just show up. So is a swingers club. Yeah, well, yeah, that's Usually true. it's fe- women that are encouraged to do that, not so much men because yes. it gets a little creepy. That's right. Because we can't control ourselves. We're idiots. No, no. But anyways, they're navigating. Uh, they're they're in, based in New York City, and New York City uh, officials came out with the how-to guide of you know having fun while staying uh, clean. So they're they're in the process of opening up again and figuring out how to do this, how to get down and dirty while staying squeaky clean and coronavirus free. Okay. Well, I heard the city of New York was doing that. Yeah. So it doesn't uh, – they, they put out some guidelines. Yes, that they did. They said don't have casual sex, but if you're going to have casual sex, do this. So yeah. I can buy and even And they even told – they even came out with another pamphlet. They updated their original statement and said, hey, if you're going to do this, get kinky. <laughs> so maybe – I'm not sure what direction were, that I, is. I, I think also they were promoting glory homes, I believe, if I recall. <laughs> oh, Hello. This show got way out of control here. I didn't even <laughs> say right. anything. Well, speaking of that, that, let's go to question. Let's go to uh, fake news number two. Jeez. Right. Here I thought Jeez. the second story would be over the top. <laughs> uh, John just takes it to another level. That's what John I, does. I don't know. I don't even want to think where John's going to take this one then. <laughs> a constipated man thought it would be best to stick a live eel up his bum. To get rid of the constipation, obviously. He probably gets sick, or you pro- he probably, uh, the eel probably gets stuck and has to have it surgically removed. <laughs> yeah, then, uh, um, well, yeah. now I'm going to have to start to think that's so outrageous. That can't possibly be true. But let's hear number three. Story number three. To coincide with the release of a new Samsung 3D television this holiday season. Samsung will be partnering with Doritos in a joint 3D advertising campaign. All right. Uh, Both have been discontinued. Um, so that, now I find myself in these things, I find myself trying to delve more into to Ron's thought process than anything else. Uh, and number three sounds the most legitimate. So I'm going to go number three is fake for that reason. There you go. <laughs> God, I'm Both of to... us on board. Both of you guys say story number three. All right, well, story number one is true. There is a club that's called NSFW. Yes. The way they're deciding to reopen and be safe yes. is to op- only allow, I think it was only open up at 10% capacity, even though they're allowed to go to 25. They're only going to 10% and just seeing how that goes well, for just... That's just socially being. responsible. Yeah. Godspeed to them. So, you know, good uh, good partner grouping, I guess. You'll find your favorite <laughs> quicker. I, I don't know. Uh, story number two, 
is true. There was oh, a guy. In, there was uh, a guy in China uh, who thought. Uh, of course, it's China. Because of he was course. constipated, the best thing to do would be to stick a live eel up there, and the eel just kept on cruising north. Did this per- man so have nobody? Uh, like, is there nobody at all you can ask if that's a good you know idea? How in many your weird, you know how many weird stories come out of China? Yes, I understand that, but there's also the built-in assumption, which I think has to be valid, that that person consulted with at least one other human being on the planet, and that other person nah. said the same thing. Now, what it says to me is you can't get uh, Pepto-Bismol over the counter in China, would be I my know. guess. You don't need Pepto-Bismol. Yeah, you need something more <laughs> than that. You need something to kill the animal and get it out. In- you need acid. How about throw a salad in your meal every once in a while? That usually does the trick. Or maybe <laughs> a hot true. cup of coffee. That's true, you know. All right, but now, yeah, there is no 3D TV being made anytime soon, and there's unfortunately Doritos 3D will not be making a comeback. Exactly, because it was <laughs> it, he he tried to slide one by, he tried to five hole <clears throat> yeah. on us because the first See, two were outlandish. Saying, uh, yes, I, until I heard number three, I was firm. Exactly, no one no one could possibly do number two. But then after I heard number three. As Ron said, I'm, there's no salad works in the in the wet market, so there's some crazy stuff. You can't. You got to do some things to get unplugged up in China. I yeah, guess. I guess no. I'm gonna. Well, I, what it tells me is I got to step up my game now. Yeah, I think so. At least <laughs> I got to gotta get Thursdays. I got to get more outlandish and weird. Talk about eels up people bum, so <laughs> you guys will start thinking that I'm making. That's I'm telling the truth. You know what? Speaking of to tell the truth. We had a lot of fun early on with this list. So Jake Asman, who, of course, I'm sure you've had a, a chat or two with Jake. He does the show before us here on the network. Great young man. He's a strong host, and we're thankful to have him as part of this great lineup. Put out a list of movies, and it really was inexcusable how many great movies this man has not seen. To the point in which it got us going through it and, and really offended at times that he had. Well, how, well, how old is Jake? Well, he's 20, probably... 23. Yeah, I mean, that... there's, yeah. Okay, but here's the thing. You are a little bit older than Jake Asman, but you Slightly. also have very peculiar and individual, unique yes. tastes yes. when it, you have never seen E.T. So I Correct. bet that if we cross-examined you, with this Asman list that we brought up and basically tore into Jake. There are probably a bunch of movies that we were shocked Jake hasn't seen that you also haven't seen. Is that fair? They're probably, but, it, you know, I, I'm, I'm very honest, very above board, typically. And with movies, yeah, there are certain movies. I don't like a, a typical genre of movie. So, one, if it's really, really popular... Like comic book movies. I don't like them. Okay. I don't watch them. Let me throw a couple and, and see where we stand. And again, these are all movies that it took a furlough during the middle of a pandemic for Jake Asman to finally come around to see. So I'm not even holding you accountable and asking you to watch these movies. I'm just curious how many add up. Let's start with old school. No, right? Which one? I didn't hear you guys. Old school. I lost you. Old school. Old school, yeah. Will Ferrell. Of course I saw Okay, I'm just just checking. Look, I'm just... Uh, All right. I thought you were saying you were going old school. No, I'm sorry. for the movie test. Good Will Hunting. That's... 
Yes. Bull Durham. Yes. Kingpin. Yes. Something about Mary. Oh, unquestionably. Well, I'm a big comedy guy. So good, I good. Okay, so coming to America. Good. You've seen that. Yes. All right, now I'll, I'll switch it up a little bit. Reservoir Dogs. Yes. The Matrix. Yes. Didn't Fight. like it, though. Okay, well, we'll get back to that. Fight Club. Yes. Saving, uh, and Saving Private Ryan. Tremendous. All right, see... I gave you I didn't give you enough credit at all and I apologize. But <laughs> <laughs> at least you watched no, you didn't it, have to like the matrix, at least you watched it. Yes. But it that kind of tells you that's the certain that's the kind of movie I don't like. Now that I, I watched, but the new breed of movies that everyone's into, the blockbusters, the Marvel films, I don't watch those. I don't enjoy those. But old school stuff, I mean, comedies, I love comedies, Tarantino stuff, I love all that. So all that, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of. John McMullen joining us at JF McMullen <laughs> on Twitter. I have one big question when it comes to the NFL, and it's really the only thing that is on my radar because I don't know how this will play out. Normally I would guess that something will be worked out pre-July 15th. But in your opinion, what happens with Dak now signing that guaranteed franchise contract, knowing that they have until July 5th to work out a long-term deal, and on top of that, he's guaranteed to be at camp? What happens, in your opinion, with this back and forth? Yeah, I mean, they're really just arguing over length of contract, and, and understandably so. And I mentioned that I think on this show before, he's he's taken the uh, the Kirk Cousins path, which I think is a very um, prudent one to take if you look at what has happened to Kirk uh, and how he was able to leverage himself and get really the first fully guaranteed contract in NFL history, and he got another extension this offseason on top of it. Um, and, and Dak is obviously probably, to most at least, more highly regarded than, than Kirk Cousins. So if you bet on yourself, uh, you have the opportunity uh, to make a whole heck of a lot of money, especially if you stay healthy. Uh, Cowboys want him obviously long-term, as much salary cap relief as possible, as much team-friendly um, as possible. And, and the problem comes with that years, uh, you know, you want it longer. If you're the Cowboys, you want it shorter so you can get back on the market. If you're Dak Prescott. Uh, and that's really the only thing they're wrangling over. So all you've seen, and I don't want to pick on certain people, but it was kind of nonsense that people were saying, are the Cowboys going to rescind the, no, of course not. He didn't sign it for that reason. Uh, as you mentioned, I mean, he's going to make $31 million at the bare minimum. Uh, and then if they have to franchise him again next year, they'll do that as well. Uh, and they'll continue going down that road until the third year when it becomes financially untenable. And that's what happened to Kirk Cousins in Washington. Uh, and then he would truly hit, in that type of scenario, the open market free. And that's rare, top-level quarterbacks. That never happens. And that's why he chose the path. He's he's going down. John, is there anything that the NFL is looking at that's changed where maybe it's another sport, maybe it's NASCAR trying to fit 
35,000 into the grandstands in the next couple of weeks. If it's casinos opening up at 25% capacity where we are in PA and South Jersey, is there any current indicator that you think the NFL will use to kind of determine where it is with fans? The league, I don't think there's any indication at all, as we've been talking now for weeks, that they're going to delay the start. I, I think I'm more curious about fans. Right down to numbers coming back from areas that were uh, having a lot of protesters that didn't see any big increase at all in numbers. Yeah, I, I, I do think some of the numbers, though, coming out in, in other parts of the country, I, I think that disappointed the NFL a little bit. Not from, as you say, a playing standpoint. They're playing. Forget about that. They're playing. Uh, from a fan standpoint, I think there was this hope, and it, maybe it was pie in the sky, that they would have full stadiums uh, by September. It's probably unrealistic. But now uh, I think that part of it is trending in a negative fashion. So even if it was going to be, as you mentioned, uh, a certain number of fans, now they're starting to think about maybe we're going to have to play these games with no fans or very few fans. And that's not where they wanted to be, to be honest, because they're going to take a pretty significant hit. And by the way, when I say they, I mean, I mean the owners, I mean the players, I mean everybody. And Andrew Brandt, I give him credit. I wrote about this at phillyboys.com. Andrew wrote about it today uh, at Sports Illustrated. Uh, he was the one who first said it. People need to be honest. They're not giving up these TV rights fees. That's what this is all about. That's why the NBA is coming back. That's why baseball is playing. That's why everybody's coming back. They're not giving that revenue back. And once you stipulate to that, you can get a clearer picture of how to go forward. I don't think enough people do that. John, as always, appreciate it. We'll chat Thursday. Thank you. All right, thanks, Aton. You got it. One for the road next. Dealing with the root of the issues, it's the second level. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. All right, one for the road before we get out of here. Pushing the odds coming up next on all of Speed Nation Radio affiliates and platforms all right do you have anything did we save something for this time or was that yesterday we saved well we saved something yesterday i mean i always have a story or two out there okay just curious that i mean unless you have something that you want to get off your chest not at all i defer to you you know the best thing to bring up i don't know if this is happening in philadelphia yet it's not happening here in houston but fireworks yeah every night it really for you guys and we haven't had anything yet it's been happening since Day one of protests, back when those were actually riots, yeah, and protests hijacked by outsiders every night in different areas. There was a story going around that ATMs were blowing up. Every I love the conspiracy theories. Yeah, but that's what that's night. what I wanted to get. Where all the conspiracy theories regarding it is like. There's something, you know, is it protests? Is it coronavirus? It's just people. It's a COINTELOP. People right? are masking gunfire by shooting off fireworks so they distract you with the fireworks. That way there's a full on war going on somewhere else. I've seen everyone from Antifa to the police be blamed for the fireworks. Yep. Including, you're right, just bored people. So, can I ask you a question? Oh. Fake news with Ron. 
with all the fake news out there. Don't believe those lies. It's on Shander to give it to you straight. Three stories, but only one is fake. It's true. I know it's a weird thought, but it's true. Can Shander spot the fraud? Here's Ron Culver. Now you're hot. I remember well, we, we were talking jinx. we were talking in the middle of it so I know I know what the imaging says but I we were talking in the middle of it and I got confused okay Yeah this is what yeah. you do to me every break What break I don't even know what you're talking about <laughs> I don't even know how we got here Oh my goodness There's probably some intern right next to you thinking how the hell did this guy get No it's been, it's a, a potential hire we're seeing how he does on the board Oh, I've, nice. had, I've had him running the show all all uh, all game long, all that's day long. Awesome! That's why it sounds like people are listening. Well, that's why it sounds like butter. I mean, exactly he, he's right. actually caring. Well, I'm very I'm very yeah. appreciative of both of you. Well, uh, yeah, that's kind of you to say about me, but I know it's not true. Well, I have to be appreciative of you at least until you're done carrying this segment, right? I guess so. All right, should we get on with it then, please? A Soho club called NSFW. Not safe for work. New Society for Wellness. Got it. Is navigating how to get down and dirty while staying squeaky clean and coronavirus free. So what am I missing here? Whether or not that's a club. Oh, so does the club actually exist? Yeah. Yeah. That's the news of that club, is that they're trying to figure out how to get down and dirty. Is and this still a swingers be... club? Or... Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. That's why it's news. Now, why couldn't you just say that? Why did I Well, I'm to trying to one? keep it PG. You're bringing up a story about a swingers club, and you're and going not to say saying And not saying any bad words. Do you realize that? But it's a, it's a. You need to walk me through stuff. It's, it's a. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry about that. It is a club that, uh, that, that highlights a particular activity amongst uh, groups. Okay. And New York City, remember New York City? We talked about how New York City health officials came out and said, "Hey, get, get kinky, folks." Yes. Okay. So. so this is one of those clubs in New York City in Soho that is trying to figure out a way to. Got Get kinky, kinky. Yeah, yeah. With while keeping it safe and clean. Well, you're not going to be able to maintain anything if you're just doing random stuff with strangers, but I imagine that I mean, really what you could do is just secure a bunch of tests, right? Could a club do that? Secure well, or like, you take uh, temperature checks before everyone gets in. Yeah, but that doesn't show up if you're asymptomatic. And we know that the overwhelming majority of people who have this are asymptomatic. So it, it weeds out obvious people, but, you know, you can walk in there asymptomatic and be fine. Hmm. This is an interesting conundrum, one that I would think you would have to actually secure COVID tests. I mean, if you are, let's look at this, where prostitution is legal in certain parts of this country, correct? Yes. So if there's an area that we're talking specifically where that's legal and you are somebody who, as a sex worker, has a bunch of clientele and you've secured a hundred COVID tests, like Elaine secured the sponges, right? Don't you think that creates a safe environment 
you're testing yourself, but you're also testing anybody who comes through the door. I think you'd have to apply that in a little larger scale for this club. This is my reasoning here, my line of thinking. All right, let's get to story two. Story number two, a constipated man thought it would be best to stick a live eel up his bum, which promptly got stuck uh, and, had, to, and had to have it surgically removed. Was this as far as some sort of, did some politician say that that's a way to fight COVID or something? Probably. Oh as much goodness. as uh, drinking Windex will cure all. What is going on? So do we have any real reason as far as why he did this? Was it a prank? Um, no, it wasn't a prank. He was he, just constipated? He was severely constipated, thought that this would be the best way to get out of it. Uh, grabbed a 16-inch eel. Figured the eel would have a good time and that he would be able to get rid of it later. But unfortunately, the What's eel... his condition? Well, he was, he was critical. The eel passed away in its stomach, in his stomach. I just I can't even think about this. Yeah, First, it traveled it traveled up that far. Can you imagine? No, traveling up you that far. No, like, I I'm can't sure imagine. you felt it, right? Well, that's the thing. I can't imagine getting even close to. I can't imagine even holding on to an eel, let alone putting it anywhere near or inside my body. I can't even imagine grabbing an eel. That's been the biggest problem. All right, I need to move on. What's the third story? Oh, getting shivers off that. Uh, story number three, to coincide with the release of a new Samsung 3D television this holiday season, Samsung will be partnering with Doritos in a joint 3D advertising campaign. So expect that, I guess, to hit sometime around, what, Black Friday? Probably a few weeks before Black Friday. Is it just a natural connection that if you're getting a 3D TV, you're going to be bagging a lot of 3D Doritos? Well, both have been discontinued. Oh, I did not realize the 3D. You didn't. You, didn't you don't. Either. You don't swim in those circles. Is that what you're saying? Do you? Did you? No, have to I don't find swim. It? I don't swim in 3D circles. 3D. I didn't realize. Yeah, 3D television was discontinued, and Doritos 3D, those 3D puff things, whatever, were also discontinued. I'm more interested as why the 3D puffs were discontinued. I know they were pretty good. Right. I, those were actually good. That's pretty shocking that they would remove those. I can't imagine that they were any type of health hazard more so than a regular Dorito. Maybe, Maybe the extra air. Popular. Yeah. <laughs> the, the extra air that, that which contained the uh, dust was probably unhealthy for you. I don't People know. People were choking on the dust because it got caught up in yeah. the air hole. Okay. They didn't have an eel to fish it out. I, I just, I can't say, I, I hope that story's true because I'm not even going to go back to that eel story. It's given me just stomach issues. Well, remember, it. not to put any pressure on you, but, you know, you will be going head-to-head later on in about a few minutes. With Nick Mullen. Yeah, so sometimes uh, you guys agree, most times you don't. Story one, you have to think that at some point that's going to be a reality. But I do feel like maybe you saw something similar. I, I'm going to say the last story is fake. All right, let's lock that in. We'll come back. The Samsung TV, the new uh, 3D Samsung TV coming out, partnering up with Doritos. Yeah, I want number two to be fake so bad, so we don't have to go back to it. But we're going to have to. We got to, you know. But I feel John like it's needs to be know. Real. John needs to know everything. He does. I might even take my headphones off when you explain it again. I say story three is fake. The 3D and 3D. All right, let's lock it in. Yep. We'll hear what John McMullen has to say. His answer. 
coming up next at JF McMullen, our NFL insider. We'll talk a little bit about the NFL and plans moving forward, especially with Dr. Fauci's comments hovering like a cloud in the backdrop. Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Mortgage. Making the right financial decisions has never been more important. When you turn to Rocket Mortgage, we can help guide you to those right decisions now when they matter most. Mortgage rates are near historic lows, so now is a great time to call 8338-ROCKET. And if you need some extra money, a cash-out refinance could give you that financial boost you're looking for. Call today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com to learn more. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. You're more focused than ever on keeping your employees and customers safe. Cintas has the products and services you need to feel prepared. Our Cintas technicians can apply our disinfectant and sanitizer spray throughout your facility. Our ultra-clean service for restrooms uses a sanitizer effective against certain germs, bacteria, and viruses. And we'll help you stay well-stocked with hand sanitizer, face masks, and essential PPE. Visit Cintas.com and get ready for the workday. You're going on a trip, but where are you going to stay? How much will it cost? Well, it'll cost less by booking on BestHotelRates.com. BestHotelRates.com works with all the top hotels in the country while delivering you great hotel and room choices for the best prices. Why wait? Go to BestHotelRates.com, enter your email address, and start shopping for your next hotel room. BestHotelRates.com. It's in the name. BestHotelRates.com. The following is a message from PGM. Welcome to OutSea in 60, Perspectives from PGM Thought Leaders. Here's Mark Barabo, the head of global equity at Jenison Associates. You're looking at bigger implications of technology playing a role in keeping us all connected, giving us access to information or goods very quickly. So we don't see any of those trends changing. In fact, they're likely to accelerate. There's some new things that have come along, though, that people might find useful, like telemedicine. There were skeptics about that, and I think the more people using it, especially the more doctors are using it today, uh, the more they're liking it. Uh, you can see more patients. It can be more effective. It might actually be a better solution. Hear more PGM Perspectives at PGM.com. That's P-G-I-M.com. Partner with PGM, the investment management business of Prudential. These statements are not intended to be investment advice and should not be used as the basis for any investment decision. At Fidelity, we understand priorities can change. So when you partner with a dedicated advisor from Fidelity Wealth Management, they will help you develop a personalized wealth strategy, one that can be flexible enough to evolve as your needs change. Plus, they can offer investing strategies designed to reduce the impact of taxes, all while making sure you understand what you're paying and why. Learn more at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Dealing with the root of the issues, it's the second level. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. Each and every Tuesday, Thursday at this time, we're joined by our NFL insider, courtesy of Jacob Media. That's John McMullen. At JF McMullen, you can find him multiple places beyond here and on his YouTube page and Tony Bruno show. 
SI, Eagles, Maven, and Philly Voice, of course. John, we've got three stories. You know the drill. Ron Culver is going to reset them all for you. I chose number three, mainly because number one felt almost too good to be true, so therefore it is. And number two was so heinous that I couldn't, I didn't want to think about it. I just wanted to move on. So I give you that. (laughs) Clouding my thinking. I got it. All right. Story number one a Soho club called NSFW, which stands for New Society for Wellness. And uh, before we get too far into it, John, it's one of those clubs. A swingers club. A, a, a swing. I don't know if it's a swing. Well, yeah, I guess it's a swingers club if you look at it that way. Look, uh, it's not just for monogamous couples. No, it's not for okay. monogamous couples. But it, it's also for single people. They can just show up. So is a swingers club. Yeah, well, yeah, that's Usually true. Usually it's fe- women that are encouraged to do that, not so much men, because it yes. gets a little creepy. That's Cause, right. Because we can't control ourselves. We're idiots. No, no. But anyways, they're navigating. Uh, they're they're in, based in New York City, and New York City uh, officials came out with the how-to guide of you know having fun while staying uh, clean. So they're they're in the process of opening up again and figuring out how to do this, how to get down and dirty while staying squeaky clean and coronavirus free. Okay. Well, I heard the city of New York was doing that. Yeah. So it doesn't. Uh, they they put out some guidelines. Yes, that, they did. They said don't have casual sex, but if you're going to have casual sex, do this. So yeah. I can buy. And that. even and they even told they even came out with another pamphlet. They updated their original statement and said, "Hey, if you're going to do this, get kinky." <laughs> so maybe I'm not sure what direction were, that I, is. I, I think also they were promoting glory holes. I believe, if I recall. <laughs> oh. Hello. This show got way out of control here. I didn't even <laughs> say right. anything. Well, speaking of that, that, let's go to question. Let's go to uh, fake news number two. Jeez. Right. Here I thought Jeez. the second story would be over the top. <laughs> uh, John just takes it to another level. That's what John I, does. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even want to think where John's going to take this one then. <laughs> a constipated man thought it would be best to stick a live eel up his bum. To get rid of the constipation, obviously. He probably gets sick, or you pro- he probably, uh, the eel probably gets stuck and has to have it surgically removed. <laughs> yeah, then, uh, um, well, yeah. now I'm going to have to start to think that's so outrageous. That can't possibly be true. But let's hear number three. Story number three. To coincide with the release of a new Samsung 3D television this holiday season. Samsung will be partnering with Doritos in a joint 3D advertising campaign. All right. Uh, Both have been discontinued. Um, so that, now I find myself in these things, I find myself trying to delve more into to Ron's thought process than anything else. Uh, and number three sounds the most legitimate. So I'm going to go number three is fake for that reason. There you go. <laughs> God, I'm Both of to, us on board. Both of you guys say story number three. All right, well, story number one is true. There is a club that's called NSFW. Yes. The way they're deciding to reopen and be safe yes. is to open, only allow, I think it was only open up at 10% capacity, even though they're allowed to go to 25. They're only going to 10% and just seeing how that goes well, that's for just- that's just socially being. responsible. Yeah. Godspeed to them. 
So, you know, good uh, good partner grouping, I guess. You'll find your favorite <laughs> quicker. I, I don't know. Uh, story number two is true. There was oh, a guy. In, there was uh, a guy in China uh, who thought. Uh, of course, it's China. Because of he was course. constipated, the best thing to do would be to stick a live eel up there, and the eel just kept on cruising north. Did this per- man so have nobody? Uh, like, is there nobody at all you can ask if that's a good you know idea? How in many your weird, you know how many weird stories come out of China? Yes, I understand that, but there's also the built-in assumption, which I think has to be valid, that that person consulted with at least one other human being on the planet, and that other person nah. said the same thing. Now, what it says to me is you can't get uh, Pepto-Bismol over the counter in China. Would be my uh, guess. You don't need Pepto-Bismol. Yeah, you need something more than that. You need something to kill the animal and get it out. In, you need acid. How about throw a salad in your meal every once in a while? That usually does the trick. Or maybe <laughs> a hot true. cup of coffee. That's true, you know. All right. But, now, yeah, there is no 3D TV being made anytime soon, and there's, unfortunately, Doritos 3D will not be making a comeback. Exactly, because it was it, he, he tried to slide one by. He tried to five-hole <clears throat> yeah. on us. Because the first See, two were outlandish. Saying, uh, yes. I, until I heard number three, I was firm. Exactly. No one, no one could possibly do number two. But then after I heard number three, uh, as Ron said, I'm, it, there's no salad works in the in the wet market. So there's some crazy stuff. You can't. You got to do some things to get unplugged up in China. I yeah. Guess. I guess no. I'm gonna. Well, I, what it tells me is I got to step up my game now. Yeah, I think so. At least I gotta, I gotta get, Thursdays. I got to get more outlandish and weird. Talk about eels up people bum, so you guys will start thinking that I'm making uh, that's I'm telling the truth. You know what? Speaking of to tell the truth, we had a lot of fun early on with this list. So Jake Asman, who of course I'm sure you've had a, a chat or two with Jake. He does the show before us here on the network. Great young man. He's a strong host and. We're thankful to have him as part of this great lineup. Put out a list of movies, and it really was inexcusable how many great movies this man has not seen. To the point in which it got us going through it and, and really offended at times that he had. Well, man, how, well, how old is Jake? Well, he's 20, probably... 23. Yeah, I mean, that... there's, yeah. Okay, but here's the thing. You are a little bit older than Jake Asman, but you Slightly. also have very peculiar and individual, unique yes. tastes yes. when it, you have never seen E.T. So I Correct. bet that if we cross-examined you with this Asman list that we brought up and basically tore into Jake, there are probably a bunch of movies that we were shocked Jake hasn't seen that you also haven't seen. Is that fair? Probably, but, it, you know, I, I'm, I'm very honest, very above-board typically and with movies yeah there are certain movies i don't like a a typical genre of movie so one if it's really really popular like comic book movies i don't like them okay. i don't watch them let me throw a couple and, and see where we stand and again these are all movies that it took a furlough during the middle of a pandemic for jake asman to finally come around to see so i'm not even holding you accountable and asking you to watch these movies. I'm just curious how many add up. Let's start with old school. No, right? Which one? I didn't hear you guys. Old school. I lost you. 
Old school. Oh, old school, yeah. Will Ferrell. Uh, of course I saw Okay, I'm check, just checking. Look, I'm just... You, uh, all right. I thought you were saying you were going old school. No, I'm sorry. for the movie set. Goodwill Hunting. That's... Yes. Bull Durham. Yes. Kingpin. Yes. Something about Mary. Oh, unquestionably. Well, I'm a big comedy guy. So good, good. That, okay, so Coming to America. Good. You've seen that. Yes. All right, now I'll, I'll, I'll switch it up a little bit. Reservoir Dogs. Yes. The Matrix. Yes. Didn't Fight. like it, though. Okay, well, we'll get back to that. Fight Club. Yes. Saving, uh, and Saving Private Ryan. Tremendous. All right, see, I gave you, I didn't give you enough credit at all, and I apologize. But <laughs> <laughs> at least you watched no, You didn't it, have to like The Matrix. At least you watched it. Yes. But it, that kind of tells you that's the certain that's the kind of movie I don't like. Now that I, I watch, but the new breed of movies that everyone's into, the blockbusters, the Marvel films, I don't watch those. I don't enjoy those. But old school stuff, I mean, comedies, I love comedies, Tarantino stuff, I love all that. So all that, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of. John 